Hey guys, this is your co-host Chad Larson. Uh, just wanted to inform you guys before the episode that uh, you know, Johnny and I, we were planning to do the AFC draft review um, all in one part here, but you know, knowing how much we love the draft and uh, you know how long how long winded we can get, you guys know we can go on a tangent every now and then. Um, we decided to break it up into two parts. So here on part one, um, you'll be hearing about the AFC East as far as the or as well as the AFC North. Um, their draft review, and then later this week we'll be releasing a part two um, with the AFC South and the AFC West. Um, and then next week we'll also do the same thing with the NFC. We're releasing it in two parts, so be on the lookout for that and hope you guys enjoy. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Lazy Boy QBs podcast, episode 49, doing some draft review, draft grades, with the one, the only, a guy who I would consider a draft guru, Jonathan Ryder. Johnny, how we feeling today, boss? Man, I'm feeling all right, Comandante. You know, it's, you know, draft is over. Uh, yeah. T- took a little bit of a breather. Yeah. You know, I was actually down at the 757, so shout out this past weekend. You know? Really? Yeah. I was, uh, you could have found me at Buck Row Beach on Saturday. Just no sitting there, staring out into the... Ocean, too cold to get in though. Too cold to get in. Dang, but man, uh, I'm not gonna lie, I was I'm kind of offended. I didn't get at least a text. You know, I didn't want to bother you, man. I was like, <laughs> I was I'll like, man, you, I, I'll give you a spoiler alert. My weekends, uh-huh. my weekends are a lot more empty than they should be at my age. I'm gonna just go ahead and say that. So it's never. You know what? <laughs> I, I needed a babysitter too. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hey, worry. Man. I can teach you how to change a diaper on, on the go. No, hey, but yeah, yeah. I have a little sister. I know you how to do. do all that, so I'm good. So, so my fault. But if you want to hang out with two kids and two adults, you know, just kind of <laughs> sitting there looking at the beach. Uh, but now, man, I'm good, man. How about yourself, man? I tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic. Like you said, we're kind of at this weird point in the in the NFL season now, where it's kind of. Qu- quiet finally right you know yes and and the thing is we say finally and and quiet there's still obviously qb controversy stuff like that off the wall that we could get into for days Mm -hmm. um big big um holiday coming up on the nfl calendar though in a couple days jonathan the schedule release is going to be we're recording this on monday may 10th um schedule release is going to be on wednesday may 12th um we'll be doing a kind of a review of that and maybe, you know, some key points, maybe in a couple weeks um, after yep. we kind of get through all our draft grades and draft review for the teams and stuff. So look out for that in the next couple weeks. But, boss, before we get into these draft grades, I think we have business to handle. 305-757-786. Shout <laughs> out. Hola, amigos. Stand up. Always, always man and look so this is like we said we're doing draft review grades afc on this episode on our next pod we'll be doing nfc grades we're going to be going team by team going through the divisions um because you know as you know in the nfl the divisions are more important than in any other professional sport um so al davis always said he wanted he only cared about how he stacked up against his division um Mm. So and I, I can't really argue with that for Mal because he's got some silverware. Or he had. Some I mean, silverware. did the Chiefs have really good like receivers back when Demarius Hayward Bay was drafted? I'm just asking. 
they didn't though. That's the thing. Is oh. Oakland knew they still could have been number one in the division for receivers. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that was like the you know the period. You know, like hey, you know, we yeah. need really fast guys who can't catch the ball. <laughs> I mean, Detroit. Detroit went through a stretch right where they draft a receiver every year, oh and and people were shocked when they took Calvin Johnson because yeah. they just thought they could they were continuing say, the curse. That's, that's why Calvin Johnson is actually <laughs> one of the more, even more underrated stories in NFL history. Not only did he play for the worst franchise in professional sports history, but he also played the most cursed position they had had. For the last decade, so this is how bad it is. It was Charles Rogers, yes. Troy the, Williamson, that, yeah. and then Roy Williams, right? Yeah, Troy, yeah. Troy, or the first one, Rogers. He was like the most famous one, I think, because he was the one that really started it off. And he yeah. was a Michigan guy, if I'm not mistaken. Michigan State. Michigan State. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. because I knew he was an in-state guy, and that's when the buzz was just like huge for him. Dude, so. <laughs> I've never heard of that guy since past the draft. Looked oh. really good on his college tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Jonathan, let's, let's steer the gear, though, back a little bit to the AFC. Talk about some guys mm. that also looked really good in college. We're going to start off with the AFC East. Um, I know, I know. A division that had a really good draft, and I'm sure you're pretty upset about. Uh, yeah. But we're going to no, go. Right. We're, we're going in alphabetical order, starting with mm. Buffalo. So that way there's no bias, none of that. I'm just going alphabetical gotcha. order, okay? Um, mm-hmm. Buffalo, first round, they drafted Greg Rousseau, defensive end Miami, or edge guy out of Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, stick with stick with the edge uh, theme on day two to Carlos Basham, 61st out of Wake. Also added uh, some offensive line depth with Spencer Brown and Tommy Doyle. And then drafted a, a receiver that I kind of like in the sixth round, took a flyer on Marquez Stevenson. Um, okay. Wide out from Houston. Jonathan, wh- overall, how, what did you think of Buffalo's draft and, and, and what kind of feeling did you get from them? I mean, you know, th- they pick late, right? So they're they're probably not a, you know used to picking this late in the, in the draft. But, yeah. you know. They should uh, get used to it, though, as long as they have Josh Allen. Josh Allen and, and you know, and, and Stephon Diggs and that crew, uh, you know, I think they, you know, they, they needed a defensive end. They yes. took two. And yeah. honestly, they probably took the best values, you know, as yeah. far as Gregory Russo and, and Boogie Basham, right? These these were guys, at, you know, Greg Russo at one point was a top 15 pick. Unimpressive pro day. Yes. Boogie Basham, people are talking about late first round. They got him as a steal in the late second round. I actually like Spencer Brown that they took, you know, in, in the third round. Uh, you know, they're sure off that, that offensive line. They're, you know, they're going to get pressure now that they're bringing guys that can at least have the potential to bring a lot of pressure, you know, against these AFC East quarterbacks. Um, I also like DeMar Hamlin, which they took in, in the sixth round. Uh, I, I had a fourth round grade on him, but safety out of Pittsburgh. Okay. Look, man, you know, th- th- these guys needed, they did what they needed to do. Yes, there was a lot of speculation about a running back, Chad. Yeah, um, especially in the first round. They were they were highly linked to Travis Etienne the whole way to the point that people were saying they wouldn't have been surprised if Buffalo had actually traded up to go get him. And and that yeah, it was a real rumor that people were shocked that you know Buffalo kind of stood pad. Probability is somebody didn't want to trade down, right? You know, if if you have your guy and you think somebody's gonna take him, just stood pad. So, but it's okay, you know, with uh, Singletary. And uh, Moss, I, it, it, it's still a, a, a respectable backfield. 
look, man, I I I give this team uh, it, a B plus here. Um, they're just continuing, you know, to build uh, around Josh Allen to make this team as good as it can be around Josh Allen, so he can really flourish and become, you know, a a, a kind of a household name in the MVP conversation for years to come, Chad. Absolutely. And I tell you, you know, the thing that I like most about their draft, and I'm going to just go ahead and say I give them a B um, as okay. well. Um, the thing that I like about their draft is they address the, their biggest need coming going in, which I think was edge. Um, mm-hmm. Jerry Hughes, I believe, 33 years old, something like that, 34 yeah. maybe. Um, and then Mario Addison, who really didn't have that great of a year last year. They've really been looking to, to – to hit at this position a lot. They drafted AJ Epinesa last year in the second round um, out of Iowa, which a lot of people were considering a steal um, at Mm -hmm. that point. A lot of people had a first round grade on him last year, including us both. Um, Rousseau, I like because, or or I like the duo of Rousseau and Basham is because Basham was the only guy to me that could come in and could be an immediate four, three defensive end because of his size. Right. Mm-hmm. He's up there around, I believe, what is he? He's like 6'3", 6'4", 270. Um, yeah. so, he, so he has that full NFL defensive end type of frame. Rousseau, you know, we talked about his issues with the weight, played around, what, 230, 240, you know, then tried to bulk up and then had mm. the bad pro day. So it's like, yep. what, are we, what are we really looking at he's going to be able to play as? So I think Basham could be the guy who can play, make that immediate impact. Rousseau, more the long-term project, but a guy who can come in and in obvious pass rush situation. So I like the fact that they tried to address the need while also trying to diversify how they tried to address it. So I like that a lot from them. Um, only thing I would have really loved to see them do is address their slot corner situation. Um, okay. To me, I just think that's just become a really, really important situ or a really, really important position. Teron Johnson last year just was not good for them. They drafted Rashad Wild Goose at, in the sixth round. Seventh round, maybe? Sixth round. Sixth, Sixth round. round. Yeah, out of Wisconsin. Um, mm-hmm. To me, I just felt like they should have addressed it earlier because they know – I know we talk about division you got to go through, but let's be honest. Their goal is to get to the Super Bowl, and you're going to have to go through Kansas City, and you're going to need you know three corners that can play cover, that can play really good coverage, and I don't feel like they have that right now. Um, so that would have been the only thing that I would have liked to see them address, but I still like what they did overall. Jonathan, the second team, I'm just going to oh. say the name and then I'm going to get out of the way. Miami, no. Dol- Miami Dolphins. Um, first round, they drafted Jalen Waddell and Jalen Phillips. Um, second round, Javon Holland, Liam Eikenberg, and then Hunter Long in the third round, tight end out of BC. Um, Jonathan, what what did you? How did you feel as a Dolphins fan about the draft <laughs> overall? And what did what would you kind of see? that you maybe want, have wanted you guys to address that you didn't in the draft? Um, you know, Chad, we, we talked about this in our in our pre-draft, you know, uh, mocks. Uh, Miami, I, I, at some point, I just felt like Pitts and Chase were not going to be there, right? Um, so what do you do? You settle for the next best guy, which to me was Jalen Waddle over Devontae Smith. I'm just Agreed. very skittish about the 166 pounds. Look, Jalen is going to be – you know, that, in my opinion, that immediate impact at the slot, right? Yeah. Look, it, it, he's not going to be have to be like a Jerry Judy or Henry Ruggs. He, listen, honestly, he's the number three guy in a way, right? Because, you know, Devontae Parker is an established, um, you know, veteran, and so is Will Fuller. Yeah, um, both, Mike Gusecki is also NFL there. Quali- yeah, those right. are all NFL quality uh, threats. 
and, and Jalen Waddle kind of steps in. Um, my uh, my second favorite pick. Man, I have so many favorite picks. So I'm just gonna go ahead and say <laughs> it, it's an A, right, for me. Jalen Phillips. This guy's gonna is the, was the best edge rusher in the draft. Uh, because of all the offensive weapons taken in the first round, he fell to 18. This guy's gonna be a day one starter opposite yeah. of Emmanuel Ogba. Javon Holland. Uh, people got upset because Miami cut Bobby McCain last week. Uh, <laughs> I saw you fighting with people on Twitter. I was that. like, are you kidding me? Like, Bobby was drafted as a slot corner. Yeah, he was a band aid, right? You know, yeah. he, 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 he was a serviceable guy, but he's not an impact guy. And even though Trevon, Trevon Morick was my guy, look, yeah. Javon Holland is still a heavy hitter. And yeah. that's what Miami needs that physicality, that guy that. You know, even without the illegal hits, can kind of set the tone. You know, you know, in the middle of the field, and I am stoked for this pick. And of course, Miami traded up um, and gave up its fourth round pick um, for you know Liam Eichenberg, which. You know that was one of my draft crushes before, you know. Absolutely, I knew just, for sure that you were going to be excited about that. one. I mean, and talking about that, how many like Notre Dame offensive linemen got taken? At least three or four guys, right? I, I think three. Yeah, I was going to say three guys. I remember off the top yeah. of my head. So, but, um, but yeah, they, they they're turning into one of those factories, you know, along with those SEC schools and some of those other programs of just turning out pros. And, and you know, in another. Hey, Chad, do you know who had the most targets at the tight end position this past college football year? Fuck, I'm going to guess Hunter Long. It was, because it wasn't okay. Kyle Pitts. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, look, people you know, people give him slack because people really wanted Miami to take a running back, right? Yeah, yeah, they, they wanted. I, I think mean, when, including you, let's be honest. I did, you know, and honestly, when Denver jumped up in front of Miami. Yeah. I did not have Javante Willis's like name. Right, and, and, exactly. I was Especially like, considering what? they already have like a bunch of guys. Melvin Gordon, they have Devontae Booker. I mean, it, yeah. it just didn't scream running back to me. They took Garrett Dokes from Cincinnati. I think Garrett he, he he might stick to the roster. Uh, you know, probably practice squad. Uh so that's the one thing. But look, this is the way I look at it, Chad. As long as your offensive line is good. You can yep. put almost put almost anybody behind there. They might not get you 20 yards, but if they get 11 or 12 out of those 20 and you kind of live with it. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, I, I, I loved it, man. I, I, I really did. And I think we're, we're going to have like five guys here, uh, you know, out of this whole draft are going to be immediate impact guys. So, yeah. uh, hey, I, I give it a name. I, I got you. I'm going to go B plus. I feel like I don't Ooh. know. I don't, don't want to say that I'm being more skeptical than you on some of these teams. I, I don't want to, I don't want to get that harsh grader uh, comment on my rate, my professor. You are, but, uh, but uh, I, I'll be honest. I really love the Hunter long pick because I think it allows them to do a lot more two tight end stuff. Now, yes. granted, you know, when you're doing that with those two guys, um, I, I, I'll be honest. I don't know a, a, a whole bunch about long specifically mm -hmm. about his blocking because, um, you know, that was it's average. Thing. That's the thing is I feel like Gasecki is below average and then long is average. Mm -hmm. So if Gasecki, you know, was able to improve on his blocking ability, just so then that way you can kind of give the the dynamism of, you know, you can run or pass out of the two tight end versus just always passing. Mm -hmm. Um the only pick that I would have really liked to see him make is is, you know, one that you hit on is the Trevon Morig pick 
over mm. Javon Holland at 36. I just think, to me, Morig is an immediate impact starter, and that's what you guys were looking for. Holland is going to have the opportunity to start, but I, I don't know how much of an impact he's going to necessarily make in year one. I think he can be a good player in the long run. I just think Morig would, would have been a better player for this year coming up. Especially so, so considering that you guys have, you know, real playoff aspirations. Yeah, and well, two things here. Uh, it seems like Holland was uh, Flores' guy. Okay, that was his you. guy, yeah. right? And like see, that's that was the thing, his guy. They've definitely graded and, and worked on these guys way more than I have. So, right, it, it, I, I will defer to the team, you know, in a situation like that. They're a little bit afraid of Morg with the injury. Some injury yeah. stuff came out makes right sense. before the draft, you know, and, probably and, and slipped Holland, up a little bit. Holland makes sense because he's like a higher floor type of guy. I feel like he's going to be a guy who, you know, you know, can do some things in the league no matter what versus Morg, like you said, some of that other stuff that concerned him, maybe lower that 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 floor a lot, a lot more. But I understand. I was a little upset when they didn't take Morg too. Yeah, you know, yeah. I had to watch a little bit more Javon Holland to buy into it, right? That's the only thing I can do at this point, right? I got to keep watching tape until I buy yeah, I was into say, it, right? That's the thing is, you just got to trick yourself, you know, even if it, yeah, even if it means tricking yourself, whatever, man, whatever you got to do. Um, moving on to, so I gave him B plus A for you. Overall, I think the Dolphins did a really good job, and they were one of the one of the big winners of the draft. Um, next up, we're going to talk about the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Mac Jones at 15th. Um, day two, they drafted Christian Barmore at 38, who, honestly, I think if you'd have told me they drafted him at 15th, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have batted an eye because um, I think he's going to be a really good player. And then in the third round, they got another guy who I thought is going to be a really good player and can be an instant impact guy for them, and that's Ronnie Perkins, yeah. an, an edge guy from Oklahoma, um, who they got at 96. Jonathan, um, out of those three guys, which one, you know, do you see all three of them having an impact in year one or really, I'm guessing, I guess we'll talk about Mac first and then, you know, Barmore and Perkins a little bit, how they're going to impact that defense. Yeah. I mean, look, man, Mac Jones, uh, we'll see, right. You know, I'm honestly, I think, uh, we all complain about the preseason, but I think this is a year we're going to crave it a, a, a little bit more, uh, yeah. especially since we didn't have the last year. And I think it's really going to be dependent on how well he does in the preseason. Um, We've known Josh McDaniels' offenses to be very complex, kind of tough for rookies to pick up. Um, You know, even Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, uh, man, uh, Jacoby Brissett, uh, Brian Hoyer, those guys didn't immediately pick up this offense. So do I think he starts year one? I think you have to start him at some point. Uh, unless, you know, this is a thing though, Chad, honestly, I think this is probably the most improved roster between draft and free agency in the off season. Okay. okay. Uh, I think honestly, at this point, I think the new England Patriots are better than the Miami Dolphins. I think mm-hmm. they're close. I think they are neck in neck against Buffalo. The only difference being is that is that of course the biggest difference is the quarterback play. Um, but if they're in contention and Cam is starting, I think Mac Jones probably have to back off. But if they're on that like 500, I, I, I see them, you know, probably switching. Christian Barrymore, he's going to he's gonna be immediate impact, right? At least a Absolutely. rotation guy, right? Absolutely. To, no, and, and that to me goes to Ronnie Perkins as well. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, I'm not sure. I mean, they, I, I've heard that no quarterback is safe in, in, in that system, to be honest with you. So, 
Yeah. It, 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 you know, I, I'm I'm surprised it took a wide receiver, a, a running back this high. I mean, um, look, hell, I, I like, Michelle mm-hmm. can count his days. I'm gonna just tell him that right now. That that that's Cause, what's cause been Damian pushed Harris out there. Is a way better running back than him. He just is. So, but honestly, Chad, I think the biggest question mark here is, is the wide receiver position. I, I thought they would have taken a wide receiver at some point a little bit early in this and the draft. Uh, you know, they took Trey Nixon from UCF in the seventh round. Yeah. But man, I I I feel like there's. I know that they got their tight ends, right? But it, you can't roll into this season, you know, especially since I think you you had an opportunity to grab other guys uh, with, uh, you know, uh, Nelson Aguilar. Aguilar yeah, and, and, and uh, Kendrick Bourne, uh, you know, uh, Nikhil Harry. I, I just thought they, they could have addressed that position uh, in the draft a little bit more. But... Overall, I, I thought they had a, a solid draft, and I'm I'm gonna give them a. I'm going to give them the B, right? And this is why. It, if if Mac Jones wasn't their guy, right? Yeah. If they just took him because he was there, then they made a huge mistake. In, in my opinion, Absolutely. if they had somebody Absolutely. else in mind, yeah, this, if they want, sh- if they especially Justin Fields was the guy, they should have moved up. Um, and not be stubborn about it because they have plenty of draft capital to do so. So, but I'll give them a B, you know, because yeah, the receiver and Cameron McGrone, I mean, I, I really like him, but you already have an inside linebacker. Yeah. So, uh, and a really good one too. And, and you're getting one back from last yeah. year. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, would you give him, you gave him a B? I give him a B, Chad. Yeah, I think I'm a little more. I, I'm gonna go B plus just because I love. I yeah. love the I love the Barrymore pick so much. I think he's mm, gonna be. That's your guy. Instant, yeah, he was, and and I was even saying. I mean, hell, I was saying he could have gone borderline. To to me, he was. I'll say this: he was top ten in my in my um on my big mm-hmm. board. So and that was just you know without linking you know need to team and stuff like that. I just thought he was one of the ten best players. Um, and I thought Mac Jones was the third best quarterback. So to me, to get him as the fifth quarterback, I think they did a really good job. And I think Perkins is going to add, you know, some of that athleticism that I think they're really trying to kind of switch to out there in New England because they've realized that just the fundamental, you know, has kind of, you know, you have to need to continue to innovate more so. Um, and you know, as they continue to get to get the athleticism to match the skill and the, and the you know brain power that their team has. I feel like they're they're going to continue to do that, and I think Perkins will be one of those guys that can help that. Um, and to get him, you know, third round, I think that's pretty much a steal. Um, the only thing, like you said, though, I just really would have wished that they had addressed the number one receiver um, mm-hmm. because, like, like you said, I like Ag, Ag. I thought Aguilar had a really good year actually for the for the mm-hmm. Raiders last year. Um, Born, I thought was a nice piece in Sam Fran. Although hell, everyone looks good with Shanahan, so. We'll see. Um, and then this has – I'm seeing Jacoby Myers as their third starting receiver. To me, that just means you should have you should have looked to upgrade because I don't really trust him as a as a number three guy. And I don't <laughs> I don't trust either of those other two so yeah. much that it'll make it that I don't have to trust the third guy. Now, you can argue with Smith and Henry in there as well. You know, you kind of have more – it's more of a more spread out system, less dependent on one guy. But still, I, I like the one guy who I know I can go to on third down and I can pick up something. Um, 
So, yeah, that would be the only room for improvement. Fourth team and the last team that we're going to talk about in the AFC East, um, the New York Jets, boss. So to wrap up what they did, somewhat what they did, took Zach Wilson, the BYU quarterback, second overall, traded mm-hmm. up from 23 to 14 um, to draft Elijah Vera Tucker, the guard from USC. Yep. Um, day two, they picked another Elijah, spelled differently, though, Elijah mm-hmm. Moore, the wide receiver from Old Miss. And then, um, to me, one of their better moves as well, definitely addressing a need. In day three, they were able to get Michael Carter, the other UNC running back. Uh, they took two Michael Carters in this draft. Yeah, I know. They did. <laughs> I think they were back-to-back rounds, too, wasn't it? Wasn't it back-to-back uh, rounds? I yeah, think? yeah they, so, had, they had another fifth round in yeah. there snuck in, but yeah. So, good for them. They definitely get bonus points for that. Um, but with all that being said, boss, what, what do you see um, – for the Jets, and how do you think that they – did they improve their team a lot? How do you feel about them? No, I, I absolutely thought they uh, they improved their team, Chad. I, I think there's no, no no doubt about that, right? Like they started out uh, with a quarterback. You know, they were in position to take one, and, and they took their guy, right? Yep. Zach Wilson, it was obvious. Uh, look, this kid looks like he has Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes potential, right? And we, we talked about it extensively. Um, I think one of the things that allowed them to have a successful draft, though, is just their draft capital in the next couple of years, right? They had draft capitals. That's how they were able to move up, you know, and and get Elijah Vera Tucker. That's why why I really didn't mind the move up from 23 to 14. Because they have a lot of picks. Yeah, exactly. They're going to be easily able to recoup that. Right, you know. So they gave up pretty much a third um, in a first next year, which they already have. They already had three of them, I think. So, yeah, you know, would I mind? Would I have mind this thing, Pat, at twenty three, or, or you know, you know, I, I, I don't know. Maybe you know, Christian Darrisaw would have been a guy. Yeah, maybe put him in the right tackle position. Yeah, that's um, the ironic part is that he was the guy that Minnesota ended up getting at twenty three. So. They they won it all along. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. But you know, you're gonna put Micaiah Beckton and Vera Tucker on that left side of that line, and. Yeah. And go you're go look really trying to get through those guys. Side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, go, a really good left side. You know, so um, Elijah Moore, dude, should have should have been a first rounder, right? Uh, I mean, for, for for most people, I I, honestly, I was on that late first round. I like Adarius Tony Moore. I honestly but, was I honestly was shocked that New Orleans passed him at twenty eighth or twenty ninth. But yeah, and, but let me tell you something. Look, I really like Hamza Nazarene. Uh, the big safety out of Florida State, man. Yeah. This kid is 6'3", 215, just a raw athlete. Uh, I, I really like this kid, and I think he's going to make this team, and he's going to start for this team. Wow. Uh, but I think him and May, uh, you know, I know they drafted two safeties above them. And uh, Jonathan Marshall, uh, you know, the big defensive tackle from Arkansas, yes. uh uh, I like him. I've seen him play. He he he's a tough he's a tough dude, man. Uh, I'm who, telling you, like, what they, uh-huh? they have a very underrated. They have some very underrated pieces on defense that I think could, you know, with with the Quinnen Quinnen Williams obviously is the headliner, but like get yep. a guy who can play next to him, who like you said is just a is a big ass dude who actually can do yep. something. Then that that could be a, a really good. They have Sheldon Rankins as well. You know that could be a nice little trio that they kind of mix in. So I, I, now, I would I, I would like that. So they brought in a lot of impact guys. Uh, you know even even Jason P- you know Pinnock, uh, the the safety. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, the corner out of Pittsburgh. I, I thought that 
they could have addressed this position a little bit better, but it, it, I, I, you know, the corner position, also the edge. I think they're they're still missing a legitimate edge player. Um, but you're telling I, me you're not you're not high on the signing of Vinny Curry. I mean, dude, there is a Jets fan that I don't know how we he he followed us, but. He was like playing tape of Vinnie Curry um <laughs> with the Eagles and I'm like God. like dude like give me more than one play, right? Like shit. I Those mean, every, are the fans I got, that I don't feel bad for because they end up doing it to themselves. Oh <laughs> so. but, but 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 chat, this is a re- a rebuild, right? You can't address everything in one year. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. You know, as a Dolphins fan who has gone through a painful rebuild from 2019 <laughs> to now, you, you can't address everything in one year. Hell, you cannot even address you know, yeah. everything in two years. Two years, yeah. Absolutely. So, absolutely. you know, I, but I still don't like the fact that they, they didn't address probably, you know, a, a premier position as, as the edge. But I'm going to give them a B plus, okay? okay. B plus, A minus, you know. Gosh, man, I'm I'm still I'm not quite there. I was gonna give them B because of you know I, I felt like they really definitely improved a lot and they did what the predictable thing was right. They poured yeah. a lot of assets onto the offensive side of the yeah. ball because you know and I've said this I think <laughs> I swear this is like the third straight podcast I've said it but um, because they heard all that shit about how Sam Darnold you know didn't have help or anything like that so you know you get the you get some O line help like you said Becton. Great cornerstone on that O line. Now you get yep. Tucker. All of a sudden, you have two fifths of a really good offensive line. Um, you know, to get a running back and Michael Carter, who can kind of work in that rotation with Tevin Coleman, who they signed in the off season. Yes, they um, did. And then Elijah Moore, who's probably going to be. I would actually be surprised if he's not their leading receiver this year because I don't think. I mean, I don't think Denzel. Uh, Mim- I don't think Denzel. Corey Mims- Davis, man. Corey Davis yeah, is a legit player, da- man. I think Davis will be the guy who I'm talking about catches. I'm just talking about catches. Oh I no, think- no, no, that no, no, no. That's Jamison yeah, Crowder. Yeah. Jamison Crowder is going to have like ten catches for. I just think Elijah you know, Moore is going to be better yards. than him this year. I just think Elijah Moore is going to be better than him this year. So. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know, and that's what I'm saying. And I just think he's going to end up playing mm-hmm. whatever those ten catches for 65. Elijah Moore will make them, you know, maybe eight catches for 87 instead, or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. so I, I really like him. I think that was the best pick that they made. Um, the reason I give it a B, man, is just because I'm just really not a fan of Zach Wilson. I, and to me, mm-hmm. it, this is where I kind of had to hedge between. You know, not I'm, I can't give them a complete terrible grade just because of the Wilson pick because I don't like him because they could mm-hmm. have done you know they could have a bunch of reasons why they do like him and I think there are a lot of reasons that he could be successful I just don't like the durability um, is the biggest thing for me. Um, well, yeah. you know that they, they, they poured in the resources so he doesn't get hit, right? Exactly, exactly, and that's the thing is if you're gonna like I said or like you said if we're gonna or if they're going to pour in the resources then it, it could be all good. But, you know, we'll see. Only time will tell. But like I said, overall, I give them a B. Um, overall, I think the AFC East drafted really well. So Yes, they did. I think yeah. both teams in the NFL drafted pretty well. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. I, there weren't mm-hmm. too many teams that I was really mad about or anything like that. So I, I was happy to see that. Um, boss, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back on the other side, we're going to address the AFC North. All right, guys, welcome back. We're going to be talking about the AFC North now. Jonathan, first team, Baltimore. Um, In the first round, they drafted Rashad Bateman, wide receiver out of Minnesota. 
and they got Odafe Owe, um, edge rusher out of Penn State at 31. Um, that was a pick that they got from Kansas yep. City with that Orlando Brown trade. Um, second round, they drafted Ben Cleveland, 94th guard from Ge- guard from Georgia. Brandon Stevens, cornerback from SMU. Mm-hmm. And then in day three, a couple of guys who – a couple notable guys. Tylen Wallace at 131, who I really like, a wide receiver mm-hmm. from uh, from Oklahoma State. And then Sean Wade at 160th, cornerback from Ohio State. Um, we kind of don't forget. Different. Don't forget about my boy Dalen Hayes. You know, he was my day three guy, one of oh, our earlier shoot, podcasts. Right. Absolutely. Edge out of Notre I Dame. Forget, I did forget about that. I'm sorry. I apologize. Him as well. <laughs> I, yeah, that's my fault. That's my fault. Um, I was going to say, we kind of differed a little bit on the Sean Wade, how we felt mm-hmm. about him. Not that that's going to yeah. make or break a draft grade. Um, I just thought that part was funny. Um, I'm going to actually go ahead and go first here, boss. I, I Go ahead. Uh as far as just for the draft, I really like what Baltimore did. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really like their team necessarily moving forward, uh, which I think is kind of weird to say that I like their draft but don't like their team. I just think with what was available to them, I think they did the best with it that they could have. Um, I really think Bateman is going to be a really nice receiver, and I thought he was, you know, as it finally got time to, to the draft and I took my LSU hat off, I actually mm-hmm. thought he was the fourth best receiver in that class. You know, mm-hmm. right there. And I thought, you know, the I'm not saying Devontae Smith isn't going to be good, but I just think you could maybe argue Bateman versus Devontae Smith, I think, a little Oof. bit more. You just caused some huge controversy right now. Well, yeah, I did. I did. But I think Bateman had a really – I think mm-hmm. he had a really good year in 2019. Yes, and he did. if he hadn't have played in 2020, I think he would have gone a lot higher. And I think, you know, the the – I mean, a lot of like let's let's be honest. We're looking at these Big Ten guys that got drafted. What mm-hmm. Big Ten guy improved their draft stock this year? You know, not a lot of guys. Um, Man, know, that's a, maybe Quiddy Pay. Yeah, I mean, shoot, that's yeah, a lot of guys. I mean, I guess you know what's funny about it is maybe. I mean, I don't even know if the guy they took at thirty-one, Odafe Owe from Penn State, did he help his draft stock? You know, zero sacks. Um, no, and, and no, he's he did a, not. Yeah, he was super polarizing pick all over uh, NFL Twitter. So, yes. you know, that's the thing. And, and we talked about, you know, it's hilarious. They took three Big Ten guys, I think, that all hurt their draft stock this year. Bateman, Odafe Owe, and Sean Wade. So, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> that guy, he know. didn't hurt his stock. He just threw it in the trash. I hope somebody picked it up. You know, it's well, like, oh, yeah. this this might be a treasure. You well, know, you, you in, know in, the, in the in the trash. You know what he did. You know what he did, right? Is he got on the phone with Damon Arnett, and, and Arnett told him, he said, "Dude, it doesn't matter how good you play. Oakland's gonna fucking take you in the first round." <laughs> now the, the problem is he didn't he didn't know that Alex Leatherwood already had a backdoor agreement to go there at seventeen. But so. well, he had he had real hope for the second round, and somehow they took a kid out of TCU. So I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Morex scoring up plans and shit. I know that's the that's the part where it, it started to draw red flags. Although they just try to throw us off their scent. That's what it is. Um, but yeah, so yeah, three Big Ten guys who didn't improve their draft stock a whole lot. But at the same time, I'm gonna give their draft grade a B plus um, mm. because I, I think both of these receivers, Wallace and Bateman. I like both of those guys better than pretty much any receiver they had on their roster going into the going into the day. And I'm serious about that. I, I'm not a Marquise Brown fan. Sammy mm. Watkins sucks to me. Um, mm. That's just a name. 
Boinkin, I I guess Miles Boinkin has the highest ceiling of any of these guys, but yeah. he didn't didn't show a whole lot. Duvernay, mm-hmm. ugh. Um, and then we're getting into the Benjamin Victor, Deion Kane part where it's weird to even mention their name, but it's like I don't love any of the other guys. So yeah, I, I like Bateman and I, and I like Wallace, and I think they're both going to contribute right away. So and if Wallace can be that physical guy over the middle that can win in one on one like what he did in college, then I think that'll be a super pick. Look, man, I, I think you know this. I'm just not sold on Lamar Jackson yet, and I think this is going to be the year where he but, really has yeah, to prove. That's what I love about what he is. That's what I love about what they did in the draft, and not to cut you off, but that's why I love yeah. what they did is. They made it so that he doesn't have outs really anymore. Now, granted, you could say man, there's no like offensive the- line, though, Chad. And that's yeah. my biggest issue with these Especially guys. If you're going to be a running team. Look, because that's where they made their money, right? Look, we're, we're a running team. We're going to pound it down your throat every now and then. We're going to throw the ball. And Lamar Jackson is very, he can be very accurate in his deep ball, right? You know, yeah. he, he throws a very beautiful deep ball, but first you got to draw the defensive, the defense in, right? But, the way I look at it, and yes, uh, J.K. Dobbins did a really good job as a rookie last year, but you know you're gonna get grab, you know, get back a Ronnie, uh, Ronnie Stanley who missed pretty much the majority of the year last year. Yeah. Uh, no more Orlando Brown. They got they took all these assets. Uh, they lost score of their center. Uh, I'm not, you know, you, you didn't address the offensive line to the extent that I thought you would have addressed the offensive line. Um, you know, when they took away, I was a little shocked. I thought this was Agreed. the point where you addressed that offensive line, right? Yep. Not Eichenberg. a guy. You could have seen Eichenberg definitely Man, there. Man, yeah, I, I thought Eichenberg w- would have been a great fit, right? So, or Tevin Jenkins was still on the board as well. Yeah, yeah. For, you yeah, know. about him. So I, I plug and play guard for them. So so you know they took Ben man, Mason, the only guy we really didn't mention here, the fullback from Michigan, nasty dude. By the way, you know he he really optimizes what you're trying to do with your football team. I felt that the Ravens did a really good job in day three, but they didn't do enough in the first two days of the draft. Yeah, right. Yeah. Love the Rashad Bateman. I thought he, he just kind of fell in their lap and they got lucky. Yeah. Um, you know, Cleveland, he's a solid football player, but he's not a game changer. Um, Brendan Stevens, just a big body corner. But, yeah. you know, to me, you know, I, I like Tylen Wallace, but to me, he's Boykin, right? Uh, Boykin is just bigger. It, it, they're, just, they're just throwing a bunch of receivers out there. Yeah. Um, but to but me, that doesn't like help it, your running game, it, it yeah. just per se. Because can I be honest with you, of Absolutely. all these guys that we're talking about, in the NFL, none of these guys scare me. No, None I'm, of them. In the no. NFL, I'm looking at these receivers like, I'm not scared. No, you know, absolutely you're, you're, not. Your think... best receiver has never taken a snap in the NFL. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think Bateman, you draft him, and he automatically is the, the number one guy, though. Mm-hmm. Or he would be the closest to a guy who would scare you because so, he has a size-speed combo, but... But you know, he's never... Deep t- but yeah, like he, you said, he hasn't, he hasn't... I mean, he's barely played in two years. You know, so right in the uh, last year plus, sorry. Uh, so so right now I'm looking at their at their offensive line. Doesn't look bad on paper, right? Um, Ronnie Stanley, Kevin Zeitler. I think his best days are behind them. Absolutely. Same thing with Alejandro Villanueva. Yeah, it, 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 it's it's a patchwork to me, not an investment. Yeah, uh, 
So I'm going to give them, look, the only thing that's saving them for me, for my grade, is that is that day three where they went guys with high pedigree, um, you know, in Tylen Wallace, Sean Wade Hood. Did you know that he was the 124th best cornerback according to 24-7 sports, like, <laughs> prospect of all times? Of all times. You know, so, you know, but he, he's a guy, right? He, yes, you draft he in, is, in the fifth round, you draft him potential. You draft him potential. This guy had a 99 score rating, you know, coming out of high school. I'll, I'll give him a B, Chad, but that, that is as high as I, I, I am not as high as you are on the Baltimore Ravens draft overall. To me, they knocked it out. They, they really knocked it out out of the day of the ballpark on day three. Yeah, to me, it's a combination of I like the guys and I like the situation they put their franchise in because mm. now it forces them to look in the mirror with Lamar. And that's what I like True. about what they did. That's yeah. what I like about True. what they did. So it's not necessarily just the names, I would say. Um, yeah. Next team we're going to talk about is is the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. Um, highlighted the draft by taking Jamar, Jamar Chase fifth, wide receiver from LSU, the guy who you all along said they should take, but some dummy kept saying Penny Sewell. Oh, wait, that was me. Um, no, 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 no. In, in day two, they did address, address that offensive line a little bit. They drafted Jackson Carmine, an offensive mm-hmm. tackle from Clemson. A lot of experience, was a three-year starter there, I believe. Um, and they drafted Joseph Osai, an edge rusher from Texas, um, in the third round, a guy who a lot of people were saying, like, hey, look out for him middle of, middle of the second round, you know, into the late second round was, was where I was seeing a lot of people look at him. And then a couple of day three guys, Jonathan. Yeah, fuck. A, a guy who you loved this entire time, Chris Evans, running back from Michigan. Um, and then Tyler Shelvin, a, a big-ass defensive tackle from LSU. So yeah. where, where do you want to start with them? I, we can't start with the Evans pick. I'm going to just say that. We can't. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> we can end with it, but we well, can't start we, with we it. We can. Okay. Jamar Chase, I loved it, right? You know, yep. people were like, well, you need to protect your quarterback. That doesn't mean just offensive linemen. That also yep. means weapons. You yep. just added, the to me, the second best weapon in this draft, arguably maybe the best weapon in this draft, uh, you know, title Kyle Pitts. Uh, I didn't like the Jackson Carmen that they traded back. I thought they could have got a, a better prospect in Walker Little. Uh, but, but I but think Carmen. I think Carmen has a higher – I think they liked him more as an impact starter year one because he could he could kick inside the guard, which is what I think they're going to end up doing and playing and which, guard. Which is great, right, because they already have their two tackles. If they can yeah. put him at, at guard, that automatically – you know, they're, they're looking better. Um, Joseph Osai, big name, kind of had a bad year. Uh, he has a really bad tape against uh, Tevin Jenkins, yeah. uh, who, got, who got drafted by the Bears. Um, I also like Dante Smith, dude, from East Carolina. Uh, he, I don't think he was at 300 pounds playing tackle. Just kind of a raw dude. But, I I, I mean, I, I saw some East Carolina football because of <laughs> shout out my man Titus. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was going to say your boy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, honestly, Chad, um, I, I, I want to say that this, this draft, this, you know, they get an A for me, right? Um, they're trying, they're in the right path, right? I think this is more of a, man, now I forgot his names. Zach, Zach, uh, Taylor coach. This is more of an indictment on, on Zach Taylor this year. Um, because now they have the quarterback, their offensive line 
is getting built up. Okay, they have a, 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 a Jamar Chase. Granted, never played a snap in the NFL, yeah. but if he's anything like he was in 2019, wow. They invested in the offensive line. They've been spending a lot of money in their defense the last couple of yeah. free agencies. Mm-hmm. So it's a very competitive division. That's the tough part, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Not n- no forgiveness in the AFC North. That's no, for sure. I mean, let's be honest. They have three teams with with playoff pedigree already sitting in that divi- in in that division. Mm-hmm. The Bengals need to find a way at least to meet be teams within that division, right? They need to find home wins. They need to find at least one world win against the division opponents. Um because at least the talent, you know, and, and how they drafted, at least they're there in my opinion, Chad. So they get they get an A from me. Yeah, and I'm gonna go ahead and join you on that A. I actually really like the Jackson Carmen pick because to me, he rounded out what was a remake, and I don't mean round out in like the best situation. I'm not saying this mm-hmm. is the greatest line in the NFL, but it kind of solidified that, okay, hey, now they have a starting line. You look at what they have this year, you look at their line last year, I think we could all kind of say that we would prefer the line they have coming up this season. Um, yeah. As you said, you know, the Jamar Chase pick also helps with that because it's like, hey, when you have a guy who can create and separate early or yeah. you can just throw a ball to because you've thrown, you know, thousands of reps to him already because y'all were teammates for two years um, or, you know, anything like that. All that yep. stuff plays into the pick and why I ultimately think they ended up making it. Um, some of the other stuff they addressed, I think that the Osai pick, the Tyler Shelvin pick, and, and some mm-hmm. of the signings they've made, they're just looking to remake this defense, man. They were one of the yeah. worst defenses in the NFL last year. Um, and we saw it because anytime Cincinnati was on, it was Burrow trying to lead them back from, you know, they had given up a hundred points um, yep. or something like that. So, you know, they get the, they get the depth with those guys, you know, they added Trey Hendrickson on a, on a long-term deal in this past off season. Um, they added Larry Ogunjobi as well, yep. um, the defensive tackle. So they're they're looking to rebuild that defense. And then, you know, Zach Taylor is telling them, hey, you know, I can do it with the offense what I can do. Um, now, like you said, I think he's one of the guys who's hottest on the hot seat this season because he had a completely shit year his first yep. year. And then this past season, you know, was a great step in the beginning, I think. And then Burrow gets hurt. And, you know, so this season coming up, I think is really big for him. Uh, third team that we're going to talk about Jonathan I'm just going to go ahead and say it this to yeah. me is the team with the best roster in the entire NFL top to bottom mm. and, and, and I know that might be surprising to some but we're talking mm. about the Cleveland Browns um, first round they drafted Greg Newsom, the cornerback out of Northwestern didn't love that pick I'll be honest mm-hmm. yep. Jer- second round they drafted the 7-5's crown jewel Jeremiah Wusu Kormo, 52nd fell into their lap. linebacker from Notre Dame. Liked it because it was actually a position that they needed, right? They didn't have yep. a rangy linebacker. Um, and, you know, I get it. They're playing in the AFC North, smash mouth football, that shit. Well, guess what? Pittsburgh doesn't run it anymore. Cincinnati doesn't run it. Um, and not really any of the teams that they're going to have to go through in the AFC run it like that. You're going to have to be able to go sideline to sideline as that as that middle linebacker type. Um or even a Will linebacker, which I think he'll probably end up being more so. And then they got Anthony Schwartz, the wide receiver from Auburn, 91st pick. Um, and then two guys that they took a flyer on in day three, Richard LeCount, the safety from Georgia, and Demetric Felton, wide yeah. receiver from UCLA. Um, Jonathan, I'm going to go ahead and give them a, a, a B plus 
Um, mm-hmm. The Newsom pick really to me is is what holds him back a little bit. I just I thought he was a, a good player, but I didn't think at 26 that he was the guy that that I, I honestly to me and this is going to sound crazy, but I think it would have made more sense even for them to take the Awusu Kormoa pick at at 26. And then maybe look to get a different guy at fifty two or, or something like that. Well, they, they said he wasn't play, right? You know, uh, they they, yes. they just had Greg Newsom just as far as best player available. They had him higher on the board. Yeah, they, they did not think that Jeremiah was going to be there in the second round for them. I, I, so I think a lot so, of people didn't think that. You Absolutely. know, so they they just quietly, you know, kept you know saw him falling like holy crap, this guy's gonna is gonna be here. Hey, one guy you didn't mention that I'm a big fan of is okay. James Hudson, uh, offensive tackle from from oh, yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah. Dude, this dude is a big mama jama. And, it, know, and it's six, gonna provide it's gonna provide depth to what I would say is the best offensive line in the NFL. Yes, one hundred percent. Because let me tell you something: we saw this with the Kansas City Chiefs last year, right? Your yeah. tackles go down. You need adequate replacements, yeah. you know, to protect Baker Mayfield, right? To keep that running game strong. Man, I, I I'm gonna give it. Okay, I'm gonna give it a B plus. Okay. Nice. First one All we right. agree on. First one we All agree right. on. All right, because I'm right there with you. I did not understand the Greg Newsom pick, right? Uh, you you could have gone multiple other directions there. I would have even granted, like Bar- I would have even liked Barmore there at at, at 26, which is a guy yeah, who had I, been linked with them a lot. A lot. I, but I also get it, Chad, from the perspective of okay, well. You know, we greedy is a good guy, but, yeah. but greedy got hurt, right? Absolutely, you no, know. Absolutely. You can't so, put, you and, can't put your eggs and, into his basket. You know, sure. and it's it's greedy, and then it would have been Troy Hill and, and MJ Stewart. Now, yeah. unproven you know, guys, basically. We're talking you know, about we're talking about hodgepodge type of players when you can go get a. a corner who i guess to them they felt like had a first round grade on so yeah and and, and a lot of people had and of course literally lacan another guy that man we're talking about this guy potentially being in the bottom of the first round uh in the beginning of last year's season you know Absolutely. it seems like the, the the browns have been doing that as of late where they're finding i mean you really look at their good value in, in day the three especially in the secondary oh. you look at i mean not necessarily in day three but you look at you know, the secondary, they've got Grant Delpit, Greedy Williams, yeah. Richard LeCount, all guys who throughout their career had been sought as first-round picks who have yeah. all gone second-round or later. So. Ronnie Harrison, which yeah. to me is a still pretty good safety. Exactly. exactly. That's the thing, man. I, I look at their roster. To me, the biggest address, address, the biggest need they still need to address is I would love to see them get another rangy linebacker maybe that could play more consistently. But really outside mm. of that, man, I don't know where you can go wrong um, with this roster. So Very good I, roster. Yeah, I really like what they've done. Um, rounding out the AFC North, we're going to be talking about Pittsburgh. Drafted Najee Harris, 24th, um, running back from Alabama. Pat Frymuth, tight end. Frymuth or Frymuth? Frymuth, right? I'm not really sure on that one, Chad. We'll go okay, with Frymuth. Okay, okay. It's M-U-T-H, so I think Frymuth will, will work. Um, mm-hmm. Tight end from Penn State in the second round. Kendrick Green, guard from Illinois in the third round. Quincy Roach, an edge guy from Miami uh, in the sixth round. And um, Jonathan, I, I, I think it's, this guy's Roche, though. Roche. Okay. okay Roche. Yeah, you know what? That, you're right. that one I do know. There you go. See, that's why, that's why I go to you, man, because you're the pronunciation expert. 
I just want to make sure that uh, you know, you know, Steve Larson approves of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's true because it's a Miami guy. It's yeah. a Miami guy. Um, Jonathan, I'll be honest. I just, I was left very lukewarm on what Pittsburgh did. I just mm. the, the Najee Harris pick, especially when you have other obvious long term needs with your team, because I don't think yep. they have a very good offensive line at all, and it, I just don't think they have a really really a lot of good anything on offense the defense was fantastic last year now they have really good pieces although some of them are starting to get a little bit up there in age especially Mm -hmm. on the defensive front um and then offensively yeah like you said their their line reminds me a little bit of of what you said with baltimore too and it's funny because their division they're both in the same division um is it's just like a patchwork job and i don't really feel like they're truly going anywhere with the offensive line that they have um, I'm gonna go ahead and, and give him a B and give him a B minus, um, because mm. I do like Harris as a as a player. I just mm. think that you know we I keep saying we saw this with Leonard Fournette. You know, you have a great running back, or not? I mean, a really good running back who's playing behind a shit offensive line. You know, even if you give him 20 carries, he's only getting you 3.5 yards. So, mm. you know, that's the only thing that I, I really don't like about about their pick and then they didn't really truly address the offensive line as much mm. as I would have liked uh, as much as I would have liked them to. So, here you go, Chad. Um, I'm going to give him a C. Oh, see, I would I I, I I have to applaud you cuz I almost was about to say C. I'm going to change mine to a C+. Cuz I almost <laughs> wanted to give him a C+ and then I was like, I don't have the balls to give a C yet. Um, so, but I respect you for it. You just took no, it, you saw your chance and you took it. Najee's a good player, right? It, yes. There are good running backs that come out every year. Let me tell you something about good running backs. Unless you have a good offensive line, it doesn't mean shit in this league, okay? Absolutely. It doesn't mean shit. Especially you when can, you have a quarterback who can't move. There's no, so, so you you know, yeah, maybe you protected the quarterback, but you're not protecting Najee at all. And you're going to take away his best years, right? You're going to take him away because you're playing with Ben. All right. Uh, don't like the Pratt Firemouth, right? Yeah. Here's another chance to get an offensive lineman and you get a tight end who cannot block. This guy is Mike Gusecki 2.0. Yeah. Like, All right. At least if it was a guy who could chip on, chip on an edge guy or something, I could understand it. But you basically drafted a slot or a, a wide receiver at 55. Right, Ken- Kendrick Green probably the best guy in it yeah. that they took, in my opinion. Right, he's Absolutely. he's a plug and play guy because he's probably gonna no, be starting at center for them this year. Oh, oh, oh! No, I mean, look at who they have right now, Chad. We're yeah. talking about D- D- David <laughs> DeCastro is probably your headliner. Who's an old guy, right? Yep. Zach Banner, Joe Haig, B.J. Feeney, Rashad Coward, Kevin Dotson, which I kind of like, but he's he's not my guy. Uh, Chukwuma Okafor. I love uh, that you tried. I love dude, that you tried. Dude, <laughs> look, I, I, and, and here you are. You come away with Kendra Green yeah. and then Denmore Jr. Yeah, but come on. I, I mean, come on, guys. And then, man, you don't even take then, a flyer you, you, in the seventh round. You take a punter. I hate when teams sometimes take punters. Draft, yeah. what, what, what you actually have needs. And you know what I don't like either, Chad? And Talk I know they me. brought in Dwayne Haskins. And and they're they're re-signing Mason Rudolph, dude. Go give me a freaking developmental quarterback. And, and granted, there was a run early in the third round. Yeah, right? there was. There you know, was. The, it, I, I, I caught, them, I get it. caught them by surprise for sure. I would say. But man, I mean, 
is Quincy Rowe is Quincy Roche that my favorite pick in this draft doesn't really say a lot for a guy who's the the the, the third best edge rusher in, 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 with the Hurricanes, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I, look, I, I'm not a fan, right? I, I I I'm just not. I think I think if you are a fantasy owner, just go ahead and dra- and take Najee in the first two rounds. Because what I know what they're gonna do, they're gonna force him feed, feed him the, the ball. Feed the shit out of him, yeah. Feed the right? shit out of him. Here you go. You're gonna rush for twenty. You're gonna have twenty six carries for seventy four yards, four catches. Sword. Yeah, yeah. yeah. C- congratulations. But you know what? There's nothing scary about this team at all. And, at and, all. and you want you want to see you want to talk about a, a, a guy like like Ben Roethlisberger who. They don't have the weapons right now to for me to get him to get rid of the ball quickly, right? Because your offensive line, because you can't hold on to the ball with that offensive line. We saw that last year. Absolutely. And if they Absolutely. take away their early reads, you don't have anything. And honestly, bold statement here, Chad. Ooh. Right? I'm gonna could agree be, with what you're gonna say. By the way, I think I know but, what you're gonna say. Could be the worst team in this division this year. Yep, I agree. I agree. It, it could be Mike Tomlin's first losing season, which if, even if he goes seven and nine, they're going to be calling for his head. I don't understand why, but if he goes seven and nine, he, he's probably going to be eight, gone. Eight and nine. Eight and nine. Oh, you got me there, Papa. Or is he going seven and ten? If, if if he goes seven and ten, it's a disaster. But at least he will <laughs> probably put them in position, you know, to 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 bring in the new regime with a new quarterback next year. Um, yeah, I, I, I I I don't like it, Chad. Yeah, to me, this is this screams of a team who, and and you kind of summed it up exactly. They know they don't have enough, but they're trying to hold on to the very last vestiges of an old exactly, guard and go for it one more year. And they're like, hey, what's our immediate need in our starting, you know, twenty two for next year? Uh, we don't have a running back, I guess. Boom, they take a running back. Uh, we need a second tight end. Boom, they take a second tight end. Oh, we need a center. Oh, shit, I guess we should draft one of those. Boom, they draft a center. It's like, okay, they drafted a bunch of guys who, yes, you can put their name down as the starter, but are they NFL starters or NFL contributors? I feel like no, you know, for the last two. I think Najee is, but like we said, the situation is just piss poor for him right now. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think there's going to be an overhaul in Pittsburgh coming very soon, and it could be as early as next offseason. So, um, with that being said, we're going to take another quick break. Um, on the other side, we are going to talk about the AFC South.